Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Speaking of fantastic music, I think it's time to maybe move on to our next song with maybe a theme of love because we're joined in studio by Jack O'Rourke and we'll be chatting to Jack in a second. And I've always raved about this particular song. This is, of course, the coffee song, a movie in a song, just divine. In a cafe, worked a lady pouring out with foam to rival Kandinsky for me. Thunder in the morning Ain't it just the way When the dragons are in your head With tales of dread You need a fix before you face the day And the scent of coffee roasting It's like a sitcom from the Bronx It's your senses just like a wave Your cravings cave You lift the latch Your eyes lock with hers In a magazine There was a beauty queen Serving coffee reefers With a southern smile She don't hold a torch To your love hearts Pouring foam like Andy Warhol's art For me For me Morning ritual Love perpetual in a cup of joy She's worked here since the 80s When pumpkin lattes were a myth She flunked all of her college dreams For punk rock schemes Of playing bass with Patti Smith But all that never happened So she bought this joint, look-see She's been pouring shapes in my cup Fill her up A little joy, a little art To break up the monotony
Here's a lighthouse, here's New Jersey Here's a railway from my model train What's your filter, what's your poison I tell her all my worries, I don't say my name Here's a baseball for my home run Here's a jukebox with a hit parade Play Aretha I'll let you lead Whirl me round this joint Before the sun comes up At dawn Morning ritual Love perpetual In a cup of joy You're a cup of joy Right to the very end, uh, I think listeners to this program at this stage know that the second I fell in love or heard that song, I just completely fell in love with it. But that is the beautiful coffee song from Jack O'Rourke. Um, taken from Wild Place, an incredible album. But Jack, like things have moved on so much for you. First of all, it's great to have you back in studio. It's been way too long since you were in here for the chat. And so much has happened since you were in here live last uh, we have spoken of course like we spoke when you were in Paris and everything like that but um, that album Wild Place it must feel like an eon ago now at this stage does it? Yeah the the difficult third album yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't really I think because I think Covid has changed our perception of time a bit you know and, and having not gigged for a long time um, and those songs were kind of written at the start of it um but yeah, we're back to normal now, you know, whatever normal is. And it's it's, it's normal but it's different, but yeah. it's um yeah, it's it's great. It's thrilling. Like everything is exciting when you get out and about and hear oh, music completely. and you know there's an you know, the, there is a, a recognition in there being an energy in the room, but mm. there's sort of a thirst in the energy in the room now, isn't there? There is, yeah, there's a hunger. Mm. We're all hungry for a bit of hungry for the ball. <laughs> hungry for for a bit of crack and <laughs> music and just yeah. But it, again, it, when you play a song during COVID, I was playing to, um, you know, a, a video and a lighting technician with no one in the audience. You can't feed off that. And you're not, you know, people aren't feeding off you. But then when you've the audience in front of you, the song takes on a whole other meaning. If you're looking at someone or, you know, someone burps or <laughs> whatever it might be, the whole vibe changes, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it during one of the lockdowns or one of that period when you got the news that you were, after being awarded, one of the residencies in the Centre Culturel in Paris? Yeah, oui, oui. Oui, yeah. oui. And, yeah. then, and then off you went. But you didn't actually get to go for ages and ages as a result of the way things were. So that only happened. Yeah. Was it last summer? It was last summer, July. Yeah, it was It was deferred for a while um, because of the pandemic. But um, Alec was was exactly what I needed and when I say that like everything's relative you know you could be in Turkey or Syria but I, I, I think a lot of people need to needed to get away and a yeah, different experience it was brilliant it was absolutely amazing 
Okay, paint a picture so for people who are <coughs> listening today who hear the cultural centre in Paris and have, you know, wonder what, what's that like? What's the building like? What part mm. kind of a Paris is it set in? What kind of a Parisian life did you get to live while you were there? I was wearing a beret and yeah. cycling on a bike with a big onions. with onions and <laughs> sausages. Garlic. Um, it was just great. Like, there's a bit of a, a romantic kind of a notion you have before it. Like, but but it, it did kind of live up to its um, to the idea of it. Um, it's very near the Pantheon, so it's quite central. It's on Rue de Irlandaise, and uh, if anyone watches um, Emily in Paris, I've only seen one episode. I usually like darker shows, but it's the same street um, where that's filmed. So the place where I was having my pasta and um, Les Gargot uh, <laughs> is the same street as that. And it, it's a courtyard, literally in the centre of Paris. So it doesn't feel like you're in a city. Um, very conducive to, you know, research and just sitting out and, and watching the sun come up. And there was a lot of collaboration, even though I thought it'd be quite solitary and doing research. Um, there was a lad there, Bob Gallagher. I never met him before. He's a great filmmaker. Makes a lot of music videos for girl band, The Galaxy. And he sings Shano. So every morning he would come into the, there's a little church in the courtyard too, a really old church, um, St. Patrick's Chapel. Um, very beautiful and ornate. And there was a piano in there. So that was my rehearsal composition studio and Bob would come in and sing harmonies and Connor Caldwell from the north was there um, researching the influence of, of French and gypsy music on, tra- on trad on northern Irish uh, traditional music fiddle music so he he would he played a bit of fiddle and then there was Bogdan and Ingrid who live in Galway but are um, Bulgarian sorry Romanian originally and they put you know classical violin parts to some songs like Coffee Song actually so there was a lot of collaboration and really interesting people um, and I suppose looking at the place where being lived and, and Oscar Wilde lived w- was very inspiring you know I, I went to a lot of the pubs that being drank in <laughs> research <Jack. laughs> research and sponsored research and into sponsored the bargain research. <laughs> it's all very important you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now listen, uh, I've seen um, footage of you playing the piano in that uh, chapel in the centre. And, you know, you say it's very ornate. Um, It is ornate and the sound is kind of very atmospheric and it does give a kind of a little insight into, I suppose, your working environment. So you'd be walking around the streets of Paris, researching the steps of Mm. Brendan Bean and... um, uh, I suppose that kind of links into the, the main song I want to kind of talk to you about in a minute, but uh, it gives a little insight into what a, a day in the life must have been like for you. But, you know, the whole premise of your application and the reason you were chosen and granted this residency, of course, was the theme of investigating and absorbing and reflecting on Brendan Bean's experience, his mm. life. Because um, he went to Paris, wasn't it, in search of Beckett? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did well to hunt him down. Nearly. Hunt him down. Yeah. Well, Beckett is buried, um, obviously, um, in Paris, and I think that whole idea of of a, of a of a kind of an age of enlightenment and a very cultural place, um, a very free place, and it's something I kind of shy away from, you know, because it comes up in every interview about my sexuality. But like his and Oscar Wilde's is, is obviously is obviously important, but it's not the only. Um, I suppose Ireland at that time was was a very stifling place uh, cr- creatively. Um, a lot of creative people, but I suppose there was so much 
you know, oppression from various institutions that Paris was just a dream, like I imagine, um, a refuge. So that that was the idea um, behind it, you know, and there's great stories about being like that. I have another poem that I've put to music by him where he talks about um, he's in a pub and he's out of money and he's reciting Joyce for Russians and businessmen visiting and the more he recites the more they, they buy him um, you know drinks yeah so <laughs> and listen sure every as much as we would quote Oscar Wilde yeah as people quote Brendan Bean you yeah. know he was immensely um, fast with the quips and the drops and, and so many of the witticisms despite the fact that he and his his life was so my God. It was short. An arc of tragedy. He was only yeah. in his very early 40s when he died or something. Yeah, he was an barely... amazing man. And <clears throat> the song, um, the poem that, that he wrote, Oscar Wilga, actually, Oscar, um, which was translated by um, Ulrich O'Connor. Um, you know, because people do talk about Bean's wit and his, you know, acerbic wit and um, credible turn of phrase, but there's a vulnerability to in his writing sometimes. You know, you know, and it's, it's subtle, but he must have felt a kinship with Oscar, I imagine. Um, he's writing about Oscar Wilde, obviously, on his last, in his last days, you know, dying in the Parisian hotel, you know, broken and I suppose so far removed from the celebrity that he was, you know, um, after, after a scandal and all that kind of thing. It's a very beautiful poem, so the music just kind of followed. You know, I, I looked at the poem, I, I was given it actually by Bob as a kind of a starting point. And it's amazing, you know, people say things fall out of the air uh, and it's something different for me to, to look at someone else's words and to try and fit, you know, melody and chords and a rhythm around it. So it kind of wrote itself. We're going to come on to that in a second, but I suppose what you've dropped in a few different people there and like that, that is the thing, you know, like in terms of looking at these larger than life um characters to us, but the immensely layered, deep people that they were, Brendan Bean, Oscar Wilde, Samuel Beckett, like Bean went to Paris himself, like I said, he was looking to meet Samuel Beckett and he was basically kind of stalking him and hunting him down, anyone who would know him and introduce the two of them. And he himself then, um, so touched and moved by Oscar Wilde's story and mm. his life and his experience and and his death and then the whole story of Brendan Beam himself like I, I know myself like because he died in the 60s that was before my time before your time mm. my only um I suppose teenager early 20s knowledge or if I had any absorption of who Brendan Bean really was was this you know guy who was on television quite often he was totally you know, inebriated when mm. he was being interviewed and people would be either scandalised or making fun of him or, you know, they knew he was this amazing writer and there was Borstel Boy and you know, all of that. But It's almost like he became a caricature of himself. And yes, yeah. and then, uh, you know, a turn to in yeah. entertain everybody mm. and um, like the, the tragedy of, of his life was poured out in in his writing mm. but um, but his, his own, I suppose, presence yeah. in the room probably was, defensive kind of yeah. mask you know yeah um which we probably all do to a certain extent private face public face yeah you know um for sure um and you know to think then that there he was writing Oscar about Oscar Wilde yeah. is just like because he he was self-taught quite a lot for 
for his own Gaelic, wasn't he? Like he, he really searched yeah. out yeah. the Irish language, and yeah. I never really associated him with writing in yes. the Irish, Irish language, never mind writing poetry Absolutely. in Irish. There's another poem called Ugnus, uh, Loneliness. It's beautiful. Um, Blas Meridova, um, a Duskan Frizun, um, Fadi Lur, Natrenach, the, the slow whistle of the train. So he's, he has beautiful Irish. He had beautiful Irish. Um, so that's, that'll, that'll be the next one. Wow. <laughs> Trenson my arm at Irish. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so we're going to listen to um, Oscar as well then. And like this is the most sublime song, I have to say. Uh, well, I've lost it, Jack. No, I have it here. <laughs> Live radio, I'd say. Suddenly, suddenly dropped the track. Okay, so um, this was, as you said, written by Brendan Bean. Mm originally Oscarilga and the translation into English by Yulig O'Connor and just listen A body once lively dumb in the darkness Quiet but for candles Blazing beside him His elegant form From case exhausted Exiled now From cafes to sanctity's desert The young prince of sin Broken and withered Lust left behind him Gem without luster No whiskey for stiffen up Cold holy water The young king of beauty Narcissus is broken Star of Mary As a gleam on the ocean Sweet Is the way of a sinner Sad dead Out God's praises My life on you
That is the new release from Jack O'Rourke, who joins us live in studio and is sitting across the desk here from me. Jack, is that released as a single at the point now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's getting a bit of airtime, you know. Oh, I'm so pleased for you. Nationally, it's just such a buzz to see and hear, um, you know, the spins all over the place, you know, and you yeah. must just really enjoy That's great. Enjoy that as well, yeah, you know. It is, it is great. Okay, and I've no doubt that as a result, there are gigs all over the place. So we'll be talking about some of those gigs when we come back after these, just uh, seeing a couple of different texts. Uh, Breed has sent it in text to say, uh, incredible musician and storyteller. I've been to see him on uh, numerous occasions live. Keep doing what you're doing, Jack. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I see another text in here uh, from D, who says, Le Jacques sounds sexier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Might come back to that in a minute, actually. Back after the evening. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. And you're very welcome back to the programme. Uh, chatting live in studio with Jack O'Rourke this morning. Uh, a lot of you texting in to uh, pass on your regards and tell Jack how much you love his songs and his music. And I was giggling there. Jack, you definitely have more of a gravel in the voice this morning, uh, as Dee referred to. Sounding sexier today. So <laughs> you've been out on the tear by the sound of you for the last couple of days. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're admitting nothing. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, okay, but there are a lot of gigs coming up, aren't there? Mm, there is, so <clears throat> I mean, Mike the Pies in Kerry in, I think that's sold out actually and Monkstown, there's a new beautiful venue in St. John's Church run by my, my mate uh, Graham White and Brian Hassett and Paul Dunley new venture and um, that's on February 18th, that's sold out it's, it's, it sounds very arrogant to be saying that um, there's a couple of tickets left for March the 11th in the Glen Theatre in Bantir so I'll be there, um, lovely intimate gig, beautiful venue. I saw it in Conlon there recently. Then, 29th and 30th, I'll be playing the music of Tin Lizzy and Phil in it with uh, the RT Concert Orchestra. Sure, we never even got on to <laughs> talking about that. Come Before before we um, plug uh, that gig again, um, like, that was just a, an amazing concert recorded last yeah. summer up in Collins Barracks. Um, and it was, was it over Christmas that was on it was, it telly was, or something? It was like over or? Christmas, yeah. Um, so I sent you a text after it and went, performance of the night for me as far oh, as I was concerned. You. But that's not the end of that story. So that's no, coming around again. It so. is, yeah. It was lovely. L- live particularly, just being there and having his family there. It was quite emotional. Scary too, you know. He's one of, he's one of my heroes. Um, and when you're covering someone that iconic and that individual as a singer, as an artist, you have to kind of, you have to pay tribute to them, but you can't, I think when you try to replicate them, it, it's, you can't, it's impossible. Yeah. So you have to somehow make it your own while paying tribute. You have to find a balance. And also with an audience that is there live going, well, that's not how he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you can, there's a balance, isn't there? Um, or a risk, not necessarily a balance. There's a risk in sometimes making something your own and being true to the song and the spirit. Yes. Uh, while not alienating immediately live in the moment everyone yeah. who, you know, loves that song for whatever reason. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got to sing a lot of his songs that weren't hits, you know, like ballads that were on albums and they lent themselves to an orchestra and then with the orchestra the arrangements were great it's it's so hard to communicate to, to classical musicians the feel of rock or trad or jazz or country or whatever there's certain things you can't notate yeah but i think they did a great job um so that's that will be on and then in cork in cork operas i'll be singing the music of uh paul mccartney and john lennon and uh George Harrison, and I, sh- I should mention Ringo Starr, on the 12th and 13th with, with an orchestra there as well. Of 
of, of, of Beatles songs. No, of 12th and 13th of... Oh, sorry, of April. April. So that's on sale at the moment. And I, I think there'll be a launch coming up. There's a great crew. Myself, Wallace Bird again. My, my old mate Wallace. Um, Dylan Howe, who I taught. Um, from Rowan. Um, Christi, Christiana Underwood. And lots of other people. So, yeah. That is actually uh, just after the Easter bank holiday. So Easter Sunday is the 9th of April. Yes. So it's in the middle of the Easter holiday week. That is going to be an yeah. amazing night. Yeah, it'll be class. Two yeah. nights of it. Um, and again, just iconic. Somehow trying to put your own stamp on these amazing songs. And that's with a, an orchestra again. Mm. So there'll be amazing arrangements for that. But when you tour and generally play, for the most part, it's yourself, the piano, um, Ashling, Yes. Fitzpatrick and cello. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, depending, you know, and I mean, Wild Place was quite a intimate album, you know, but I, I do bring the band and we rock out like a few Dylan on guitar, who's amazing. You can do anything. Um, I was singing with my brother actually in the White Horse and we were doing a Towns Van Zandt song, which is proper outlaw rock country from the 70s. And um, he was playing these James Burton licks. He's amazing. And Davy Ryan on drums. Davy recorded Oscar. Um, and again, I said, no, we're not putting drums in that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll make another rock album, but I'm in a, I'm in a more balladeer. You have a great relationship with Davey Ryan. I know you've done yeah. a lot together and I know you've talked about how, um, he, you know, has shaped and, you know, collaborated with well, you. He's a great filter because yeah. he's from Tip. Um, <laughs> does there's, there's, mean? there's no, there's no bullshit, like, as in he'll tell you straight if he doesn't like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about the song for him and serving mm. the song, which is what every producer I think should do. I don't think he's any ego at all. So, you know, amazing. It's refreshing yeah. to to be around him. And you recorded, actually, we should say, um, Oscar and that whole series of songs. Yes, in Triscoll. Yes, I did. So I really must thank the Triscoll again, um, Tony and all his team, Robert, etc. And Chloe was again in putting mics around pianos and various um, assemblies that I won't even pretend to know about. It's like astrophysics to me, her and Davy. So. Yeah, it does sound like it's in a church mm. for for um, someone who isn't very religious. There's something about there's someone something about recording in a church, you know, the space. And it's the, even even more than the acoustic. I know what you're saying. Like the acoustics are obviously yeah. something else. Um, but yeah, and there's a river. There's a river. A vibration. There. Yeah, you know. Yeah. A feeling about it, but um, it's a bit irony too. Song about Oscar Wilde in a church. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. But um, but even so, the sound the sound is is quite something yeah. something else. So how many of those songs have you got that you recorded at that time? I have five. Um, oh wow, okay. And EP. they're all they're, most of them are poems by by um, by Behan, and some are more light hearted. Which I think is important to show, and I, I'm I'm writing at the moment songs about him and, and wild third person songs. Um, so we'll see what happens with it. Um, there's talks of myself and Stephen James Smith, the because obviously being associated, you know, associated with Dublin and Cork. If you think about Neil Tobin and you know his 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 version of the Barstool Boy, but Stephen is an amazing poet, spoken word artist, and I think he could add, he could bring something to the table too. We could do a little show maybe and bring it around. I love the way you said though, um we'll say the uh, the gig that's coming up in April in the Opera House mm. um includes, you know, past pupils that you've 
taught and everything yeah. like that, which is just so satisfying. And then you're going from gigs like that, gigs again with the RT Concert Orchestra and the Phil Linnick Concert. Um, again, a huge, big national platform too. The Glen Theatre in Bantir, which will be, you know, an, a really yeah. intimate, intimate yeah. gig. When is that one again? That's so sorry, the Glen I know. is. I think it is. Um, it's in March. It's in March, and it's March the eleventh in Bantir. Okay. And you can ring the box office, and they have a few tickets. All right, okay, because a lot of places you can kind of book in advance. Or, yes. Is this the old thing about turning up in the night? People, oh, it's a hard risk to take. It is now, a hard yeah. risk. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's love. It's a lovely place. So I'd be, I'll, um, I'd be glad to come there. There's so many fantastic new venues around the place that are doing, you know, great, great concerts and great gigs mm-hmm. and music and stuff like that. I know um, places like Sea Church and Ballycotton, you know, huge lineups. Yeah, I did a beautiful gig there um, yeah. recently. Amazing place. Um, yeah. So I, I have an idea now that Burke Bacharach, Burke Bacharach uh, passed away to maybe do something around his songs. I've always wanted to do that. Huge, huge things. In fact, speaking of people who who passed away, I know that I did want to give uh, a particular mention this week because I know, for example, um, St. Peter's on North Main Street is another great venue mm. right in the city centre. Um, in fact, to see the Los Gecko have a gig coming up there on the 14th of April as well. And go because um, Malcolm is the most amazing yeah. songwriter. The first time I heard him sing, um, Malcolm, the, the lead songwriter and singer with the Los Gecko, um, just the voice is got this glorious high rock voice like it Eddie does. like Eddie yeah. Vedder. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and there's they did a sold out gig there last season, but there have guests as well coming for that concert. But we couldn't talk about St Peter's without, yeah. of course, referring to the fact that it was known for years as the Vision Centre, and the man at the helm was John X Miller, um, yes. who died this week. And he would have given so many artists and musicians a platform when they might not have an exhibition space or a gig venue or anything like that. And he created a real buzz around the building as a resurrected building, um, as a cultural centre, right in the middle of the city so um, definitely made a huge impact in his time at the helm and our sincere condolences to all his family and his wide circle of friends and uh, the artists who would mourn his loss uh, definitely this week he certainly made a mark on the cultural he uh, sure did. landscape in the, in the city yeah. centre yeah for sure and you, you probably mentioned it but Fiona Kennedy is launching her album soon I know and, and I've heard it and it's you know <laughs> she keeps saying like you know she did some kind of songwriting thing with me, but she's always been a songwriter. She's a brilliant artist. So go to see her in Collins and her new songs are incredible. There's a lot of depth to them and she has that glorious voice, I think, that is somewhere between Chrissy Hind and Emily Harris. And the songs she's writing recently, again, you know, you were talking about Oscar and uh, the kind of how you describe it to somebody, not necessarily folk or ballad or anything mm. like that. And it's the same, I think, with Fiona. She's, you know, Unboxable, which is wonderful. She is. Can't, and yeah. we, we tend to want to box people now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in the 70s or 60s, you know, people like Neil Young would do a, a hard rock album and then he'd do a country mm. album and he was all over the gaff. I like, pe- <laughs> I like people like that. <laughs> and we like you. More, uh, more yeah, power to Exactly. Them. More power to you, more power to the lot of them. <coughs> uh, listen, Jack, Connor, we are down to yeah. the last uh, 10 seconds of the show. So unfortunately, I was lining up a bit of Rowan there to close us out and we don't have time for Rowan. We don't have Sorry, time Dylan. for any more music. Yes, Dylan, we'll get you on the playlist again next Sunday. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, that is it from myself and Connor and all okay. our guests.
We want to say thanks a million. Okay, thanks a million. <laughs> thanks a hundred. <laughs> Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Planted, picked and produced in Cork. Griffin's Potatoes, the great taste of home.